Football on Off The Ball. Brought to you by the Boyle Sports app. Cash out and in-play betting available in the App Store and Google Play Store. All right, you're welcome back to Thursday's Off The Ball. It's half seven. As always, John Giles is with us. Evening, John. Evening, Nathan. You've recovered from your uh, disappointment of uh, managing the Dublin team to defeat well, against I'm, the Culchies on Monday. Devastated. <laughs> you're... <laughs> We didn't get the rub of the green, that's what they say, you know, we, we didn't take our chances. But uh, it was a good day, it was a good day. You're not going to go down a Maurizio Sarri route and just uh, hang your players out to dry? Definitely not. <laughs> My players were great. Brilliant. No, it was a great day. Uh, everybody can check it out up on offtheball.com and say it was for a very good fan. Uh, very yeah. uh, good cause as well. We'll get on to Chelsea because we spoke a, last week, a lot last week about Maurizio Sarri. He hasn't mm. got much better for him since then. Uh, but we might start first on the title race. And Liverpool now five points clear. A 1-1 draw with Leicester last night. A chance to go seven points clear of Manchester City after their defeat to Newcastle. What did you make of the Liverpool performance and the reason for not being able to win that game at home? Was it nerves? Was it just the team not at full speed? What did you make of it? Well, you would have expected them to play better, Nathan. It could be nerves uh, because it's a big build-up now, as everybody everybody knows. You know, uh, uh, Manchester City were beaten the day before unexpectedly, so it gave them a good chance to really, well, probably probably win the league. I would say if they got the extra two points last night. So it was a poor performance. Uh, I, I don't know exactly why. Uh, whether it was nerves or not, it could be because the, the pressure does come on people. But mm. you would have expected Liverpool. Uh, and Klopp, who is a very, very good manager, to overcome nerves at this particular stage. Um, but it wasn't a good performance. It was a bit slow. They, 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 again, I, I, I still think, despite the fact that Salah has scored the goals that he has, Nathan, I think the team is still not balanced. I think it'd be better off playing, what, not wide on the right, but on the right-hand side of Firmino. That's what I think, with Salah on the other side. But Salah's playing right down the middle now all the mm. time. And last night they needed width more than anything else uh, to try and get at Leicester. But, uh, it so so is the problem last night... It that... was disappointing tonight uh, for them. Yeah. The, so last night, it, it, it's a formation they've gone with quite a few times this season with Salah leading the line and then yeah. a three behind him almost of Shakiri on the right, Manny on the left and Firmino sort of playing as a, as a number 10. Is it that Shakiri's natural inclination isn't to play as a winger? It's always to step inside and is that then exasperated by the fact that Alexander-Arnold's out injured and you have a makeshift fullback in Jordan Henderson playing at right back? Well, that, that shouldn't affect what they're doing up front. Uh, I, I think you know, what they've had in the best formation is uh, uh, Firmino up front uh, with Salah on the right and Sané on the left. Uh, Shakira can play. He, he plays more or less midfield. You know, he, he, he doesn't play on the right wing. But there was a definite lack of width. Like when Leicester come and, and set the stall out, which was actually to defend and defend very well, you need the width of the pitch to, to, to use the width of the pitch, Nathan. Uh, Liverpool didn't have that. And then, the, again, in the middle of the field, they're lacking that creative quality to, to make up for that particular uh, failure that they have with getting wide on the pitch. So, but there's a lack of, lack of urgency about them. You know, they, like, Liverpool have been famous for, 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 from club for go, mm. go, go, and outrun teams. That wasn't the case last night. I thought in the, in the first half, they have to score an early goal. They looked to be keeping possession for the sake of keeping possession. And there was no real go about them. And I think they left themselves open for, for Leicester to come back into the game. 
Was that in any way down to the conditions? There was quite a bit of snow on the pitch. It seemed to be slowing the ball at times. No, I think, it, man, it wasn't ideal, but it wasn't that bad either. Uh, you know, you can pass the ball. You can have an urgency about you, uh, which you should have. That doesn't matter about what the pitch is like, you know. I mean, the pitch pitch wasn't that bad. I mean, there was some good stuff at different times. It wasn't ideal. Uh, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it down to the pitch. Definitely definitely not. What did you make of uh, the situation at halftime where the ground staff came out and cleared one half of the pitch, the pitch the half Liverpool would be attacking into in the second half? Well, I think they should be up before the Football Association for that. I mean, right. the lads on the television that I was watching were making a bit of fun of it and a bit of a joke with it. I didn't think it was funny. And today, I still don't think it was funny. I thought it was very, very bad. Now, I, 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 so I, would, I wouldn't imagine that Klopp had anything to do with that. Maybe he had, I don't know, but I, don't, I wouldn't think he had. Because the same Klopp, was it last year, and they played West Brom, mm. uh, accused West Brom of uh, putting too much water on the pitch to slow the game down. Now, what this, the, the ground staff were thinking about, I don't know. Uh, but it was absolutely ridiculous. I mean, how can you work uh, 15 minutes at halftime in the opponent's penalty area? I mean, it's not, it's not right. And, and uh, I think there will be more made of it than there was made of it on the television last night. Yeah, it, even watching it at the start of the second half, it almost felt as well it could have ended up being quite self-defeating because Liverpool obviously also hold possession inside their own half and they like to get their keeper involved that it could have come back to haunt them. Well, it could have. You know, Leicester were good. You know, Leicester have been having a bad time, the manager under pressure. Uh, but they could have sneaked that match last night, Nathan. You know, mm. they'd had, they had chances. They didn't sit back all the, uh, for 90 minutes. They had chances to get at Liverpool, and they took them. You know, they did one or two very, very good chances uh, to win that game. So uh, Liverpool, like not, a lot of Liverpool supporters, would be disappointed they got a draw. But it could have been worse. could have mm. been worse on the night. When you talk there about Liverpool in midfield and the lack of creativity... Does Shakiri not fill that hole? Not really. Not not really. He, he, he does well when he gets the ball, but like Shakiri's never been a player that uh, dominated the middle of the pitch. Uh, uh, Usually, it's controlled from the the, the middle midfield man, mm. uh, and the, the others are extras from in in that particular way. Uh, Liverpool haven't had a player like that for for ages. Uh, what's the lad that they brought in? Janino, uh, was it? Not doing it, uh, Fabinho. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, he's not doing it really. Mm. He, well, he was subbing last night. He's okay, but he's not. He's not a dominant force. I mean, if you go back to Liverpool and the great, and it's gone back a long time, Suness could do that. You know, they haven't got a Suness, mm. uh, and it's 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 a vital position because the middle of midfield of of really knits everything together, Nathan. And they don't have anybody really to do that. You know, some of the lads are good at what they do. Milner is very good. No, he was injured or suspended. He's good at what he does, but they don't have a player actually to get a grip of the ball in the middle of the field. Uh, and that's why they're a go-go team, you know. Mm. But I thought the, the, their approach yesterday was passing the ball for the sake of it. It went across the back and back in the middle, back to the back, about, oh, for a long, long time in the first half. It was as if, like, well, we scored one early on, and, uh, you know, that's going to do yeah. us. Well, okay, we we'll score yeah. any time we want. And uh, they really got a, a, a big shock. They weren't at their best, uh, yeah. Nathan. They were poor last night. So it means that they missed the chance to go seven points clear, but they have mm. still extended their lead over this run of fixtures. And last night was actually the first time Liverpool have dropped points against a team outside the top six. Manchester mm. City seem to be having the opposite problem, where they're performing well in the big games. But with that defeat up in Newcastle, you look at the games they've lost matches in, it's, a, it's games you would have expected City to have won comfortably. 
does it strike you that maybe there's a bit of complacency in this city team? Um, I would be very, very surprised if they were complacent. Um, they didn't play well at all. Actually, I thought, I thought Newcastle played very, very well. Uh, they, did, they made it very difficult for them. Uh, they sat behind the ball. And the city were a bit lethargic. Now, whether they're a bit tired or not, I don't know, Nathan, but they were certainly lethargic. There wasn't that buzz about them that mm. you'd want to break down the, the Newcastle defence. They didn't have it. Uh, it wasn't there uh, uh, the other night, that's for sure. What, what the reason for that is, I don't know. Uh, when you do get games like that, but when you see, everybody knows how important the games are now, and this was a hugely important game at Newcastle, not to be really up for it uh, was surprising. And it was pretty much there full strength first choice front six De Bruyne is back David Silva started Fernandinho in the middle of midfield Sterling and Sané in behind Aguero and they did create chances I guess like you can look at this in hindsight and say a brilliant tactical plan by Rafa Benitez but City by and large created the most chances but Newcastle punished them at the right times was there something that Benitez did that other teams will be able to identify as the season goes on to get at Manchester City not really uh, no I don't think so no they defended well and City, again, didn't defend well. Uh, you know, the, the, you, you, can't, you can't miss your chances and lose chances. Now. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's just not on. If you're going to try and win the Premiership, it was a bad night for City uh, all round. They, didn't, they just didn't play well. The two white players didn't play well. Uh, De Bruyne was, was, was subbed later on and seemed to throw another bit of a, a, a tantrum going off, uh, Nathan. But it was just one of those nights... It didn't happen for them. They just didn't play well. Is that at the heart of their problem, Kevin De Bruyne, this season with the injuries, the consistent injuries he's been struck down with? He's played very, very little football. He was their best player last season, unquestionably, on the way to dominating in the title race. Is it understandable that they haven't been able to hit the same heights when you're not able to rely on a player of that quality to the extent you were last season? Well, you're always going to miss your best players. and He was he was their best player last year. And he plays in a position... Uh, with the, uh, the Manchester City team and does things in the Manchester City team that despite the big squad they have, there's nobody else can do it. Mm. I mean, you don't get two, two De Bruyne's in, De Bruyne's in, any, in any team, but he, he is a loss and he, had, he did have a, you know, quite a bad injury he's out for a long time. So I think he is only making his way back. He's certainly not up to the form that he was last year. And he's badly missed to make that pass or score that goal that he was doing in matches like that last night. Um, so it's... Uh, it's uh, sorry, two nights ago. Uh, it, 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 it's only with matches that he'll get it back. Yeah. You know, like he hasn't played that many matches for for being out for such a long time. I mean, if you were able to do that, uh, come back and play brilliantly straight away. You know, there'd be no such thing as you know match practice and getting match fit and that. But he, but I think he's a little bit temperamental when he was taken off. And in another match I saw him before. You know, he's inclined to be so so a bit of a tantrum. But uh, I think he'll come back anyway. Would you have expected then in that closing quarter of an hour, 10 minutes, that maybe David Silva would have had more of an impact, more of a role in trying to drag City back into the game? Well, I, I don't think it was a question of trying to drag them back into the game now. I mean, they were well on top, as you said. Mm. They missed chances. They had a chance of, to, to, to win the game and didn't take them and, and, and conceded a couple of goals, as we know. Uh, I, I don't think they needed... They needed somebody to do something dramatic for them. Like, uh, Aguero usually comes up to up to, the, to, 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 to do things for them when they're desperate to, to get a goal or two, you know. And he wasn't really at his best. None of the Manchester City players were at their best the other night. 
All right, John, stay with us. 53106 is the text number. We'll take a quick break. Football on Off The Ball. Brought to you by the Boyle Sports app. Cash out and in-play betting available in the App Store and Google Play Store. Welcome back. John Giles is still on the line. You can leave any comments for John on any of our social channels or 53106 if you have any texts or any questions you want to put to John. Uh, Manchester United, the winning run has come to an end for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, John, after that two-all draw against Burnley, but they showed a bit of fight again to come back and score those couple of late goals at the end of the game. Today we hear that Maram Fellaini is on his way to China and that Anthony Martial has signed a new contract at United until 2024. One of maybe, what, three players alongside Rashford and Pogba that have just seemed transformed under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Have, have you seen signs of Martial that we're, we're finally seeing the player we thought he was two, three seasons ago? Well, yeah, he's still promising, uh, Nathan, and we're still waiting for him to do it. I think, I think he's definitely has a better chance of doing it now uh, with Solskjaer than he had it with Mourinho. Mm. I mean, Mourinho had a go at him publicly and that, and he's, he could see that his head was down all the time. Uh, so he's, he's, got, he's got talent, there's no doubt about it. Uh, it depends now how he applies himself, uh, Nathan. You know, with the talent that he has, he should be one of the best. But he hasn't been, that's for sure. You know, he's been disappointed for Manchester United. And I don't think Mourinho's attitude towards him and comments about him helped along the way. Whereas, uh, like, at that, at a couple of, when Mourinho was there, I think he hinted a few times there was no way he was going to sign a new contract with Mourinho. Mm. But it's obvious now that he wants to stay there and he's happy with Solskjaer. So it can only be good for Manchester United. He definitely has played better uh, since Mourinho has gone and Solskjaer has come in. I mean, Fellaini was always going... I mean, see, Fellaini was a, was a bit of a pet to uh, Mourinho. He liked him. Uh, Solskjaer hasn't really played him. And I, don't, I don't think he, he's going to fit into his plan. And I think it's an opportunity for Fellaini to go to Philippe, Go to China, isn't he, I think? Yeah, uh, yeah going for uh, one of those big money deals over to yeah, China. He, yeah. he almost became a, a sort of figure of fun over the last couple of years, Maran Fellaini, you say, because he was a bit of a pet for Jose Mourinho. He loved to throw him on for the last 10, 15 minutes of games and make the, making uses of himself along the opposition mm. penalty area. He, he's had a good spell in England, almost a decade between Everton and Manchester yeah. United. Was he underestimated or...? I think, was, or? I, think was, I think he was unfairly treated when Moyes signed him from Everton uh, and they didn't do very well under Moyes. And I think the crowd picked on him more than anybody else, which I think was unfair. Uh, because when he did play for Mourinho, I mean, he did some important stuff for him. I mean, I thought he was a good player. I didn't know he could play midfield, he mm. could push him up front. Uh, you know, he was a good all-round player. He was, he was, he, and always gave his best. He had to go all the time. I think he was unfairly treated at uh, El Trafford early on. But then the crowd took to him. You know, he'd come on for Mourinho, he'd score a goal, an important goal, and he'd do certain things. So, uh, uh, Solskjaer obviously hasn't really played him, so, and he's letting him go. So, uh, he doesn't fancy him as much as he did now. Say, Martial is coming in now, and uh, like this, the signs are good for Martial, but he, 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 yet, he yet has to do it, Nathan. Yeah. The general sense over the last week or so as this winning run has continued is that Solskjaer has really put himself in a good position to be the next permanent manager of Manchester United. That everybody's been impressed with the way he's got Martial and Rashford and Pogba playing. He's got the entire team playing with a freedom and an attacking style again and very likeable character as well. And all the momentum seems to be with him. It's 
not exactly maybe the long-term planning some Manchester United fans thought was going to be there when Jose Mourinho left, if they are to give it to Solskjaer. But, but sometimes is that just all you need as manager? Momentum, a good start, and just try and keep it going for as long as possible. Well, it depends how long you're going to keep it going. Uh, you see, I think in Solskjaer's case, it's ideal in many ways because the team is doing very badly. The morale is, is back. Mm. Players then want to prove that all those players that Mourinho fell out with want to prove it's Mourinho's fault. So therefore, they're going to have a go uh, more so than they did when Mourinho was there. So you get a bit of a bounce, as they say nowadays. And in Solskjaer's case, I think he's ideal for the situation at the moment. He seems a nice fella. Uh, you know, he's, 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 he gives them the freedom to play. Uh, he's had a look at the draw in, in the fixtures that they've had. Uh, there's no doubt about that. But will he be able to do it when he really has to manage, Nathan? Right? Nobody knows. But when I mean really has to manage, I mean, at the moment, he's pally with all the players. They're all on his side. They're all going. When you really have to manage, is a time that you have to say to Rashford, I'm leaving you out this, this week, mm. or any other player for that matter. Then it's when the, the, the bad feelings come into play. At the moment, it's like a honeymoon period, definitely a honeymoon period for him. He's done all he can possibly do at the moment. He's done a very good job. But I'd still wait, and I'd be, I'd be, I'd be a bit wary of giving him the job full time. And listen, it's a huge decision facing Ed Woodward because you can look at Maurizio Pochettino's body of work at Tottenham and all right, there might not be the trophies there, but there's sides have been able to develop players and get them playing a good attacking style of football and making players better consistently. Well, and he's going to have I to mean, judge Solskjaer on six if months. If I were in his position now mm. and I could pick, get Pochettino, I would take him ahead of Solskjaer. You know, Solskjaer is being brought in to do a, good, do, do a certain job and he's, doing, and he's doing it very, very well. Now, Nobody knows, I'm only guessing the same as everybody else, Nathan, that he could go on to be a great manager of Manchester mm. United. But uh, he hasn't proved himself in the way that Pochettino has, improved, uh, has proved himself, Nathan. It's still up in the air. I would, I, I would still be wary of, of giving him the job uh, on a permanent basis. I think what he's done, is, his personality in that, has been ideal for coming into Manchester United. There's no doubt. Uh, and he's, he's doing a very, very good job. He's had a good series of fixtures coming into the job, uh, and he's got the bounce that people want uh, when you've got rid of Mourinho. So he's done a good job, but full-time, I wouldn't be so sure. And that's what, what I'm wondering, I guess. By the time you come to May and he's had a good six months, would that be enough of a period of time to have assessed Solskjaer and then decide? Or do you think no matter what happens between now and the end of the season, it's just too soon for him? Well, it's difficult to know. You know, I mean, they could go on and win the cup this year, and he could very well get himself into a position where you couldn't help but give him the job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nathan? At, at, at you go and win the Champions time, League, you're getting the gig, uh, I guess. I'd be a bit sceptical about it. Yeah. You know, he's done as well as he possibly could do, or anybody can do coming in doing what he's done at the moment. Uh, but I'd, 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 I'd still be wary of it. And certainly, again, I'd repeat myself, if I could get Pochettino now, uh, or at the end of the season... Despite how uh, Solskjaer has done, I would take Potticino. Right. Uh, one other manager who we spoke a lot about last week was Maurizio Sarri. That night, last Thursday night, they went and they beat Spurs on penalties to get to the yeah. Carabao Cup final. But then last night was just an absolute shambles in the second half, conceding four goals against Bournemouth. They lose 4-0, uh, which Pochettino, or which uh, Sarri says, like, obviously it's just not good enough. He says it's impossible to lose 4-0 here. Maybe it's my fault. Maybe I'm not able to motivate them. But the team is very strong. It's also able to win without the coach. Does he sound like a manager to you who's sort of given up the ghost at this stage? 
Well, it's a different uh, story to what he was saying last week. uh, uh, Last week he was blaming the players. Mm. He said, it's it's find it impossible to motivate these guys. So he was putting it all on the players. Uh, And uh, he made a bit of a lie to me last week because I said, when we were were talking, that it doesn't work. I've never seen a manager (laughs) criticise the players publicly uh, and do well. And that night they went out and beat Spurs to get into the... To get into the final of the cup, so uh, that went against. But I, I, that was last week, Nathan. I still don't believe that it's right to, uh, to criticise the players publicly. Now, after the defeat, which was a humiliating defeat uh, 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 the other night, um, what he's saying is, well, maybe it's me. He wasn't saying that last week. Actually, mm. he was hitting out at the players last week. He didn't hit out at them this week. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see exactly what he's method is and what his approach is going to be but it certainly is a, a result last night that puts him under pressure there's no doubt about that John great stuff as always thanks Nathan uh, j- just before we let you go I, I, oh, yeah. in a shocking uh, turn of events there was player ratings done from the match on Monday and yeah. you'll find this hard to believe John I only got 1 out of 10 go away was, who, was doing the ra- who was doing the rating uh, Darren Cleary who was, the op- who was your goalkeeper was doing, doing the ratings do you think he was a bit harsh on me there well, funny enough, he, he, he was telling me that he didn't really like you at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's the so dumpster. I, I think he was getting a go back at you there. I, I think he was. Yeah, so no, you'd agree it was very more hard. Than, more than one. Now you're one of the better players by a long way. Cut that up, lads. That's all I want. That'll do me. John, great stuff. We'll talk to you okay, next week. Nathan. Bye, 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 bye. Ah, I'll go home happy now. All right, we're going to take a very quick break. A couple of things to run you through first, though, because tomorrow night we're going to be in Clonmel previewing Cheltenham with a special Bulmers Road to Gold event in the Clonmel Park Hotel. There will be comedy from Apri Matches, Barry Murphy, live music from Smash Hits. Vogue Williams will be there as well, alongside Jer, Johnny Ward, David Brady, Nina Carberry and Kate Harrington. Tickets are all gone, but we will be playing you out some of the highlights on Saturday's Off the Ball. Up next, Colin Fenley on Cody, the difference between Henry Shefflin the player and Henry Shefflin the manager and life in the Defence Forces. Football on Off The Ball. Brought to you by the Boyle Sports app. Cash out and in-play betting available in the App Store and Google Play Store.